What happens if your pets outlive you? Who do you want to take care of your pet? If you have to split your pet. Right. I mean, that is awkward. Mom and dad, can you can you take Fido? Sister, brother, you get the other half? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have to come up with a custody agreement? Uh-oh. I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> This is the Generally Accepted Accounting Podcast. That's GAP for all you accounting nerds. It's a podcast produced by Casey Peterson, LTD. We're a firm of CPAs and financial advisors based in Rapid City, South Dakota, and we'll be talking about tax, finance, accounting, audit, and a bunch of other topics that sound really boring, but that we're going to make hip and cool. Or we'll try anyway. So stick around to learn more. topic is a nice light-hearted one. Planning for the end of your life. Although it's not something most people like to talk about, it is super important for a variety of reasons. Our guest on this episode is CPA Lori Larson. Lori's an income partner with Casey Peterson LTD, who's been with our firm for more than 15 years. During this episode, we'll talk about the importance of end-of-life planning, where you even start, things to keep in mind after a loved one dies, why you need a will, and much, much more. Listen in to learn more. Okay, we are here with Lori Larson, CPA and income partner for Casey Peterson LTD. Welcome, Lori. Good morning, friends. How are you this morning? Oh, fantastic. Hillary changes her voice, but you don't have to change your voice. Oh, I know. That is kind of weird. <laughs> I go all up, up and down, all, all over the place, just to keep it interesting. Well, I feel like monotone's really boring, so. <laughs> Hi, how are you? So today we're talking about something, a topic that is just near and near so many people's hearts. Death and dying. <laughs> Best topic ever. Mm-hmm. The two things that people are scared of, death and taxes, and my specialized in both of them. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about it on a podcast. Oh, my gosh. The li- I can already see it. We're going to go viral for this one. Woo. Makes you a double threat, right? Right. 100%. Okay. So, Lori, why, um, with everything that's happening in the world today, so why are people now starting to plan as opposed to, like, any other time in history? So, I think it's been a weird time. I think we all agree the last two to three years I don't think anyone ever thought that we would have a pandemic that's forced us all to work from home or come back or not work or whatever that looks like. But I also think that it's forced a lot of people to take a look inside and say what's really important. Oh, for sure. Also, what what happens? What happens in the case that I get the coronavirus? What happens if I die? Who do I want my assets to go to? Who's going to take care of my kids, my pets? What do I want that to look like? I think this this time in history, as opposed to any other time, we have planning techniques that can actually help that conversation more than any other time. So now's the time. Now's the time to start talking about it. There's absolutely no embarrassment involved. I know that talking about money is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world, talking about what you own, what you owe, or anything else. But I think now's the time. I think everybody in the end is going to win because in the end, whoever passes away is going to get what their wishes were supposed to be. And whoever inherits that is happy because they don't have to take care of it. Right. And we've talked about that a little bit in another formats where you want to have a plan when you die because it it makes it easier for your loved ones who are left behind. They're not having to make difficult financial decisions when they're already in a, in a spot where they're grieving. Absolutely. That's the worst time, you know, when you think about emotions and then you add in money 
And it makes people act real different. You know, it's just the weird psyche that goes along with death and dying. Trauma responses and the things that people will... Right. Yes. You might think your kids are going to be hunky-dory and splitting everything evenly and good with figuring out everything once you're gone, but not often the case once you throw money into the equation and stuff kind of gets a little more cutthroat and it's just not what you would want people to be dealing with once you're gone. Right. You know, a lot of times parents ask kids, I know my parents have asked my brothers and sisters and I and you know what do you want what of asset wise you know do you want your grandparents clock do you want something some of that stuff has absolutely no sentimental value to me right so those things I would rather know that my siblings want those kinds of items mm-hmm. as opposed to anything else so one of the reasons that we did this podcast and another reason that we've come up with some resources is a lot more people are coming in and having these discussions with us in the basic I don't know where to start right So our team has come together with a lot of really great free resources for everyone to use and utilize, um, consisting of just a basic worksheet to start the process of getting you to think, what do I want, where where should I go, things like that, to a full-out booklet that will help. We'll get into that a little bit later. And also a resources list that if you come to us and you don't know who to work with, either before you've passed away or you're the personal rep of the estate and you don't know where to go, we have resources that can help in that way too. Yeah. That's just something that we knew that people uh, during this time, uh, we were getting questions. I don't know where to start. I've started, I've thought about this. I'm, I'm worried. I don't know what to do with my kids, that sort of stuff. Uh, so we put together some some nice free things that will hopefully help people out with that. And then to that point, so why should somebody have a will? Right. So a lot of people my age, I'm 42, you're the answer to everything, by the way, if it oh, doesn't oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> me too. Me too. Right. <laughs> Most of the people that I talk with that are my age either aren't married or are in maybe their first marriage, no kids, kind of coasting the the, the good life, right? Mm-hmm. Enjoying all that disposable income. Right. Exactly. And, and more often than not, my exact response to them is, the reason you need it is because if you want to control who gets it, then you need to have one. A huge benefit to having it is, what if you have kids? Mm-hmm. What do you want to take care of your kids if something happens to you? Or if you're on your second marriage, you probably want to make sure that if you had kids in your first marriage... Or maybe you really like your ex-husband. I don't know. Maybe he needs to stay under payroll for a while. Sure. Maybe you want to make sure that your new husband's taking care of your ex-husband. That gets kind of weird, but... Hey, I'm whatever. Seen we don't weirder. judge. We don't judge. I've seen weirder. 2022. Everybody There's gets to do... Of- <laughs> <laughs> new things. New things. Uh, you know, do you have assets or valuables to include your pets? What happens if your pets outlive you? Who do you want to take care of your pet? If you have to split your pet. Right. I mean, that is awkward... Mom and dad, can you can you take Fido? Sister, brother, you get the other half? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have to come up with a custody agreement? Oh, I'm not man. really sure about that. <laughs> we'll ask the resources, our, our legal yeah. resources on that list. Right. How do you split the pets? I do have a couple of pet trusts right now, which are kind of interesting. Ooh, so cool. the person that passed away didn't have any living relatives. Maybe one she didn't love. I don't know. Uh-huh. Loved her dog more than them, at least, That's and fair. decided that they put into this account a huge sum of money to take care of Fido until he passes away, oh, and then the caretaker gets the remainder of the money. Oh, how do I that's get not a bad that? thing. No. How do I get to be a caretaker of a rich person? Hmm. Hold on. Note to self. Yeah, no, that's what Hillary's doing with her dog as soon as this is over. Right. <laughs> 
There's people that are going to be lining up to Sorry. get Sorry, two miles. Lynn. Sorry, Lynn, you don't get anything. Goes to miles. And I'll go to miles. Sorry. Sorry, Lynn. You're right and all that stuff. Miles needs to eat good the next 10 years. <laughs> He's needy. Have right. you seen the vet bills? I mean, come on. He that needs is, his own trust. That is more true than that. So kind of controlling, like, where you're stuff goes, what happens to all of your assets. I mean, is there any else, any other kind of benefits to getting a will? I mean, I'm, I'm 28, you know, I'm not thinking about death necessarily. Right. Um, but after, you know, talking with a few people around here, it seems vastly irresponsible to not have some kind of plan. <laughs> right. Just in case I get struck by lightning while I'm storm chasing or something right. terrible. So. Right. And I think for you, the biggest thing is you just had a baby. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens if in a horrible turn of events you and your wife are both killed in an accident at the same time do your parents get your child do her parents get your do you have a brother or sister that would be the better beneficiary of your child you know it's it's things like that there are so if you die without a will let's talk about what happens then the state of south dakota has specific rules based on the passage and the lineage it's all based on how the accounts are titled so there's a specific way that assets will will go to who your beneficiaries, usually your direct relations, okay. um, if you don't have a will. I'm also not an attorney, so I'm not going to speak any further about that. We got pros for that. We exactly. got pros for that. We, we know people who know people. Exactly. Yep. We can hook you up with the right person there. But at least you kind of know, most people don't even know what happens if you do die without a will. So there's sure. there's kind of what okay. happens. The state, the state determines what happens. Yes, yeah. correct. Which is kind of scary if you, okay, like say if you were... To your earlier examples, if you don't have kids or relatives, do you really want the state taking control of all of your assets? Right. the state then don't need no more money. Correct. So. Yeah. I mean, if you have no living relatives that they can find, and I know attorneys will try everything they can to try and find any living relative of yours to pass your assets to. And if they're able to find somebody, great. But if they aren't, then, as Hillary said, it goes to the state of South Dakota or whatever state you live in. So we also need to say that none of these rules are applicable to anybody outside of South Dakota. We don't right. know what everybody else's rules sure. are, but we specialize in South Dakota. Sure. Your Taxes. experience may vary. <laughs> your yes. State, your state may vary. Yeah. Vastly. It Okay, so talking about a will, I think maybe one of the big barriers as to why people don't get one is that they're afraid it's going to be astronomically expensive. So I know like it's hard to say exactly how much one's going to cost, but like what can somebody expect? So as you said, you know that really is determined by the attorney that drafts that document. Um, it depends on the time and the complexity of the issues that you need to address. Obviously, if you have kids. It's going to be more. If you have multiple beneficiaries, it's probably going to be more. If you have complicated issues, you're going to pay more. But the thing that people don't take into account is if you don't pay it on it for it on the front end, your beneficiaries are going to pay for it on the back end because you're going to have to sort out all the mess that was left behind. That could cost way more than just having an attorney drop a will. Exactly. Going to lose a lot of assets to the state or elsewhere. Correct. Yep. I mean, you could spend, exactly, you could spend a lot more money in the administration of an estate that you would have, I mean, your attorney's bill could go up exponentially. The CPA's bill can go up exponentially. If it's a mess when we bring it in here, we'll help you sort it out but it comes at a cost. Right. So the more simple and straightforward you can make it in the beginning, the less money you're going to spend or your heirs, whoever wants to spend in the long run. Right. I think a lot of people, it's more of the one inconvenience because, you know, how many times 
I know I've written a will and it took a while to get it back, but then I I was happy with the outcome of it. Mm -hmm. The second is I just think people think they're going to live forever. You know, this is becoming a weird, I'm not immortal anymore. Right. For me, it's just like, I don't know who to talk to. Like, it's such a big thing. Right. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's not just like, oh, I need to get a house. There's a billion realtors around. I'll just pick one. They'll be able to sell it to me, whatever. It's a big thing. And it's kind of a personal thing because you're talking about your own death. So I'm really glad we have put some of these free resources together where, you know, now we've got a list of A, B, C, D, E, you know, we'd recommend talking to these people. We've worked with them a lot in the past. We trust them. We know they'll handle you right. So I think I I get a few people that come in and they say, well, hey, I got online and just did an online fill-in form. Is that good enough for me? It's not good enough Mm -hmm. because the online fill-in form isn't a human being that you can call up and say, hey, just kidding. I got remarried and I need to completely redo this. How do I undo that one and redo this one? It's not good enough. Humans are way too complex for it, yeah. exactly. For a villain. And the other thing is, <laughs> this is not Amazon. You're not going on. No. <laughs> Add to cart. You need to find someone too in the tr- in the trust and estate area that's an expert. Yeah. Not just any old attorney can draw a complicated estate plan or a will. I mean, you would think that that would just be a form they can do 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 do. Sure. Send and that's it. <laughs> that's not how it works. No. It's specific to every certain individual. So you'd really have to find somebody who's an expert in that area. In this case, everybody really is a beautiful and unique snowflake. <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't know if I would say beautiful, but you know, okay, we're unique. all at least unique. Pointy and cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I said it's not. I, I said what I said. <laughs> and I stand by it. And I stand by it. I understand. <laughs> so back to Evan's point when he was talking about like not knowing where to start. Because in our office, in our firm, this conversation comes up quite a bit. So a loved one doesn't even know where to start. So where do they start? So usually what happens is somebody comes into my office and says, hey, my mom and dad passed away. I didn't even know that they named me as the personal rep for their estate. What does that mean? What do I have to do? Where do I start? And when I say, how did you find me? Because if you don't know where to start, how did you even get my name? They'll say, hey, we were digging around and we found an old tax return that had your name on it. <laughs> That's usually a good place to start. Sherlock, we Sherlock Holmes did and yep. we found your name. Exactly. Here we are. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, the easiest thing to do is to start having these conversations while we're still alive and saying, hey, this is who I use at this tax person, or this is the attorney that we use. We had a will drawn up 20 years ago, whatever that looks like. But it's not realistic. And I think that's what we're trying to, you know, figure out here. What can you do? The first step is to find a professional in that specific area. In our tax firm, we have two or three people that specialize in estate and trust work. We work with several attorneys around Rapid City that specialize in trust and estate work. That's the best place to start. Right. We can at least get you going in the right area. We have ways of getting prior tax returns. They have ways of looking up if wills were done or things of that nature. So stick in our own lane, but help you as much as we can. I think that's what everybody just wants as a professional to help them to know that they have someone that they're not having to do this alone. Right. There is someone who does this on the regular. You know, it's like going to a doctor. You know right. that they know more than you do and they can help you out. 
Right. It's not something that you would think of a tax CPA firm running into, but obviously everybody files taxes and that right. basically leaves us with a lot of records from a lot of people. So that, and you said quite a few people will come in and your name was on a tax return from 20 years ago and that's how you ended up connected. So. Right. It's so great. In our office, we have all digital records of the last seven years of your tax returns. So if you, if you're loved one was a client is a client we will have records for at least the last seven years yeah that's really that's helpful at yeah. least it's just a place to start somewhere. right right better, better than calling around car dealerships and hair salons and right to figure out right every bank in town Esther passed away do you remember her at all she wouldn't have mentioned a password or anything what if you spell her name with an a does that work get you anywhere Nothing? Okay. Um, so we've used some lingo that sounds kind of scary, maybe a little uh, inapproachable, unapproachable, not approachable, whatever. Um, estates and probates. So does everybody have an estate? The answer is no. If your assets are in a grantor trust with a pour over will or an irrevocable trust, so that's a totally a different topic for a different conversation. Yeah. We'll throw that in the show notes with some links to definitions. <laughs> right. So just know there are planning techniques that will allow you to avoid having to have an estate open. Okay. Next podcast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Next podcast. Um, but the term probate is always really scary or had been in South Dakota for a long time. It just was really daunting and it took a lot of time and effort to get all the assets rounded up. But the probate process in South Dakota has become so much easier um, there's two different kinds of probate, formal and informal, and it's not nearly as scary anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as costly anymore either because we have so many people that specialize in this area if that's all they do all day long, in, out, in, out, efficient and effective. So I just wanted to dispel that rumor that it's not scary. People used to talk about it all the time. Oh God, I just want to avoid probate and how do I do that? Well, maybe the planning techniques that you had talked about were not exactly what you needed to do in order to just avoid probate. Maybe probate isn't even a scary thing anymore. Sure. So let's come in, have a discussion and let's talk about it. But again, probate's also a legal issue that has to happen. Sure. Accountants don't work in that area. Okay. It's It sounds scary because it sounds like probation. Office. It does. It sounds like I I've done something sort of, wrong. Yeah. It does. I'm going to get arrested and I'm dead and I don't even know. Turn around and put the cuffs on. <laughs> but, but not the case. <laughs> that is not the case. Okay, excellent. That is not the case. <laughs> so even though not everybody has an estate, I think it seems that people think like, well, I don't have anything. I just, I don't have a lot of money or whatever. But if you do have assets, like you own a vehicle or a home, then technically, right, you do have an estate. Correct. So if you have it, so if this goes back to, it's all in how everything is titled. So if your assets aren't titled joint with someone else, so if you're married, it's usually your spouse. Mm -hmm. But maybe if you're older, it's, it's your kids, or maybe you just don't have anybody on your accounts. If you don't have someone, the probate process is a way to move the title in those assets to the appropriate person. Okay. That's basically what probate does. Okay. Sure. That makes sense. I think people don't even know what it is, so right. let's dispel that rumor right yeah. now. Yes. You know, why, why do I even need to go see an attorney? Why can't I just file one final tax return and be done because you're not going to be able to transfer the land that Uncle Fred left you from his name to your name without some kind of legal representation sure. saying that you have the authority to do that. Okay. Makes total sense. Okay. 
That's good to know. Good to know. So <clears throat> let's say that you have done the adult thing and you have your wills and your financial papers and things like that. So how often should you get those reviewed or is it just enough? I've got them done. I've got them drawn up. Boom. I don't got to deal with this no more. So technically you really should have them reviewed every three to five years because the tax code changes all the time. I oh. think we've seen that with the last two to three presidents. Mm-hmm. You know, we just never know what's going to happen. Ten years ago when I started doing this specialty, you know, the estate tax, every person could die with about $5 million. Today, every person can die with around $12 million. It's exponentially more. 25 years ago, it was $600,000. It was nothing. I mean, that's a nice house for some people, right? Um, That's got to completely kind of change your strategy as to what you're moving around if the cap suddenly goes from 5 to 12. Absolutely. So there are reasons that you review this because there may be some tax savings ideas between your attorney and your CPA. We can work together to get that money out of your estate and make it so your beneficiaries don't have to pay any tax, but make sure that they're still passing in the most efficient, tax-effective way for you. Right. And life changes. I mean, obviously the tax code changes, plus you've got life changes. Right. You have a baby. You have a baby. You have a grandchild. Right. Or anything else down the line that affects your family. That's probably going to affect how you want to disperse your items. Exactly. The the other thing we talk about why you want to go back and review your documents is when's the last time anybody took a look at their beneficiary designation on a life insurance policy or on your IRA? You know, maybe you were married. I go back to an ex-husband. I have one. He's nice, but I don't want to give him anything that I have. You don't want want him to have your life insurance? I don't, I don't want him to have my no, life insurance. No hard feelings, but no monies. Either. Right, exactly. I kind of hope he forgot about me and I get some of his. Oh, yeah. He was older, so I feel like maybe I'm in the running for that. I don't know. <laughs> But I think, you know, how many of us haven't thought about that? Maybe you go to a second marriage or maybe the person you had as your initial beneficiary passed away. Right. What does that look like in the trust and estate world? Well, then you have to follow the rules of the state. What happens to those assets? Mm -hmm. So usually we try to have a primary and contingent beneficiaries designated on all of those items. So it's not not like uh, all those documents just kind of have telepathy and can talk to each other and it's not a Google password that auto fulfill and updates whenever it changes one place it changes all the other technology and that hasn't happened yet come on bezos and whoever else right come on put that put that together that could be our new you know i don't know if you guys are like me at night sometimes i think of god i wish i could have been the person that invented shoelaces and i'm like (laughs) what would i even invent Maybe this is our new thing. My latest has been, Mm. yes, my latest has been, I want to invent the roll of paper that comes out of the cash register that isn't rolled up so that it's crawling all over the floor and things while you're trying to sign it. I want it to come out a straight piece of paper. That is nice. That is nice. the only thing I can come up with. I think there's going to have to be like some heat and like an iron thing. Something. just like flattens it out. Like a toaster maybe. You just put it through. a little panini maker. Right. Yeah, I just want the I want the lotion and the shampoo bottles where I actually don't have to either cut it open to get yes. the last of it out. Yes. I just want the pump to work for the entire contents of the yes. bottle. I don't feel like man on the moon, self-driving cars. Come on, people. Where are our priorities? <sighs> you know, most people would just say, turn it upside down and pour it out. I know, but, but that's you, not the same. You water it down. Like but then the you gotta like... T- <laughs> Why invent the pump if it doesn't work? (laughs) What were we talking about again? I don't know. Uh, Death and dying or something? Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about these documents and your wills and your financial papers and trust, estate, whatever. So you've got these things, these important papers. 
Uh, what, what do you do with them? Where do you keep them? So the first thing I would say is tell somebody. Tell somebody else that you did this, right? Right. right. Tell somebody that you went to an attorney and you have a copy of your will in your safe. But remember to give somebody the safe combination, right? Oh, yeah. Seems... These documents do you no good if nobody knows they exist. Unless you're, unless you're I'm a not, family of safe crackers. Right. I'm not saying you have to tell them what's in it. I'm merely saying even if you want to put it in a sealed envelope to be opened upon my death, whatever that looks like. The one I would say that probably needs to be addressed more often than not right now is the medical power of attorney. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. It's kind of something we haven't really talked about. And again, it's probably more legal than anything. But, you know, what if you have a medical power of attorney that has a DNR in it? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, putting you on a ventilator could save you from the coronavirus. You know, before a ventilator is considered something that you wouldn't be put on if you had DNR. It's above and beyond. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I'd be curious if any of my legal friends will reach out listening to this podcast. All the tens of you listening. Uh, All tens of you. (laughs) If you could uh, give us some kind of legal advice on that. I'm just curious. Do you have to change your DNR to specifically say, if I get the coronavirus, I want to go on a ventilator? Yes. Or what if um, your loved ones, can they override that? What if the hospital has a copy of your DNR and says, oh, no, it says this. But your loved one said, no, no, we can do like what is that right what's that look like we have questions legal community your medical power of attorney i i've been told you should always try to have on hand especially in an emergency but i'm thinking if i'm having a heart attack i'm not sure i can crack my safe <laughs> and stay coherent and call 911 yeah. maybe i need the medical alert button i have, I mean, I have a hard enough time place. opening my padlock at the gym right yeah. is, was it pray or was it play <laughs> oh, both I both think. Same. But if you think about it, I mean, I think if you have a DNR, my guess is your attorney will probably advise you, just speaking logistically here, wouldn't you send that to the hospital that you live closest to? I I would think. But whose responsibility is it? Again, a legal question. Legal friends. Legal friends. I'll call listening in the ether. Let us know what (laughs) your thoughts are. We're waiting on your call in the next 10 minutes. I feel like this podcast is supposed to provide answers and we've had a lot of questions. Hey, sometimes. It's, it's about starting the conversation. That's right. Exactly. That's, that's what we care about. Exactly. Exactly. We, we can't solve all everyone's problems for them all the time. They have to do a little bit of their it's own It's true. That's okay. true. What other stuffs, what other things should you be keeping for your loved ones? So, you know, maybe 20 years ago, this wouldn't have even been a discussion, but then there was something, you know, invented called a computer. And I mean, I don't know how many of you have Facebook profiles out there or God forbid Tinder, but if you have any of these, I feel like if you don't have someone signed up to, you know, be your next of kin or whatever, they have to know what the password is or they're not going to be able to log in and change anything on there. Bank accounts, online logins. The biggest one that's coming out right now is cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. um, because everybody has a wallet. And you have a specific password that I think is 22 numbers and letters. Or... 12 to 24 words. Oh, great, great. I'm not Woo! saying I signed up for one this weekend. Whoa. <laughs> but maybe. Could you, did you, does somebody have the, did you tell at least your wife? What, what nope. The, oh, man. So, so it's interesting because when you, at least the one that I signed up for, the wallet that I signed up for, it says to write down, it gives you like a 12 word phrase. It says to write down that phrase in at least three different spots, like three. 
three physical <laughs> spots and then store those in three different areas oh just Lord. in case you lose one or are you supposed to tell someone or is it like an easter egg hunt for them to find i'm it? going easter egg hunt. i think that'll be a lot more fun for my family it would be it could it could be could be a good time. Although you passed, at least there's like a treasure hunt on the back yeah. end of it. I don't know if they're going to want to find cryptocurrency debt, but you know, ah, well, you know, it's winter. I struggle with even around here, you know, we have to change our password every 30 days, 90 days, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I swear I started out being the person who was the sticky note underneath <laughs> the keyboard. Did um, that not go? IT found it once, and I think, <gasps> I mean, so nicely said, not appropriate. Oh, so I've changed that now because then my next hiding spot was my desk which really doesn't help because you can't find anything in there mm, mm. so now i use a password keeper yeah. Oh, yeah and i think that's probably the best way but there again someone has to have the master password right yeah. i think password keepers are fantastic yeah. especially if you want to be as safe as you can yeah. they can create crazy passwords that you'll never ever remember and and save them for way. you nicely exactly but if you don't have the master password you can't get a hold of any of these yeah. other ones yeah, then so. at least instead of having to pass down your tender your myspace your itunes all of your passwords it's just right. one nice yeah here's this here's where it lies right you don't need it right now but in the case that i'm gone you'll have access to everything through that one so. i feel like your tinder web page could be like a, a made for tv movie after you die the love of your life comes on work? and swipes right or left or <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know how it works but wouldn't that, wouldn't that uh, suck to swipe right on somebody right. and they like mark their profile as dead oh. like oh was it me oh. did you i mean you could have just oh, said you weren't interested man, right yeah, Is that kind of like Alanis Morissette's? Mm -hmm. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Isn't it? Aren't I dead? <laughs> I, I don't know. Merely things I think about at night. Mm. Anything else for our listeners and our, our resources or things that we can help them out with and not just cause questions? or You know, I think the main thing was hopping on today and just kind of dispelling some of the scary parts of this. Just trying to get some resources out there. Again, we do have some free resources that we'd love to help you with. Just get you started in the process thinking about it. But if anybody has any questions, we're more than happy to help. That's right. And you can check out all of our resources at CaseyPeterson.com slash. Yeah, so it's CaseyPeterson.com slash podcast. Uh, that'll take you right to the page of all of our most recent podcasts. It'll also show you the show notes. We'll put in some details, um, including a link to our editable PDF so you can fill this out online. You can also stop in and pick up a copy of our book if you talk to Lori and maybe you like physically writing things down. That's okay too or, or you want to fill it out on your computer. We've got resources for that as well. So check them out. Lori, thanks so much for being our guest today. This was very enlightening and for a conversation about death, it was actually super pleasant too. Thanks guys. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. And now the legal stuff. This podcast and associated communication are intended to provide general information about tax, finance, investment, and other financial matters. Although Casey Peterson LTD has made every reasonable effort to ensure that the information provided is accurate, we make no warranties expressed or implied. Be aware that this is not a comprehensive analysis of the subject matter covered, but it is not intended to provide specific recommendations to you or your business. Investment advisory services are offered through Advantix Planning Partners. Commission-based securities products are offered through Advantix Investment Services, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Insurance services are offered through licensed agents of Avantex Planning Partners, 3200 Olympus Boulevard, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. The Avantex entities are independent of and unrelated to CPS Financial Services, LLP. Although Avantex does not provide or supervise tax or accounting services, our financial professionals may offer these services through their independent outside business. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses.
Evan. Yeah, Hillary. What did the elephant say when he stopped in the middle of telling a story? What did the elephant say when he stopped in the middle of telling a story? Uh, never mind. I realize this is irrelevant. Irrelevant. Uh. Ah, it's funny. <laughs>